Hey everyone, this is John from pureandsimplebible.com. We just celebrated a great American holiday called Thanksgiving. And if you're like me, maybe you've eaten some turkey and pumpkin pie. But more valuable than delicious food is the reason that we celebrate Thanksgiving. It's a day specifically designed to give thanks. If you think about it, being thankful shouldn't be a one-day-a-year celebration. It should be a part of who we are as Christians every day. And so, all month long, we're going to talk about giving thanks. This is the first of four podcasts on the idea of thankfulness, and so we'll start with the basics, an encouragement for you and me to give thanks daily. The reflection verse for this podcast is 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Let's listen to that verse together. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. We're going to connect that verse and the topic of giving thanks to a song. Let's listen to a single verse and consider the message. For all that you've done, I will thank you. For all that you're going to do. For all that you promised and all that you are is all that has carried me through. Jesus, I thank you. And I thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you for loving and setting me free. I thank you for giving your life just for me. Oh, I thank you, Jesus, I thank you. Gratefully thank you. I love that song. The way that men and women break into two parts and then reunite is very powerful, especially if you're singing it live. Joining me all this month to talk about the good news concerning giving thanks is Ryan Spradley. Ryan is a friend and a brother in Christ of mine from my home congregation in Denton County, Texas. He also has a talent in singing and song leading that I greatly admire. Hey, Ryan, thanks for joining me to talk about giving thanks. Hey, John, it's my pleasure to be here with you. Uh, honestly, I'm I'd say that I'm sitting here waving to mom and telling her that I finally made it, but uh, I guess she, she couldn't see this. So mom, I, I finally made it. Uh, but you know, John, kind of like you're saying, uh, I love what you're, what you're having to offer here about being thankful. And, and as you said, being thankful shouldn't be a one day a year type celebration. Uh, being thankful should be part of who we are as Christians every single day. And in that vein, I am thankful to be here with you. Oh, all right. Great. So did you hear the song? Thank you, Lord. What did you think about it? Absolutely. I've heard and sung that song many, many times. Uh, I guess when I, when I listen to it, there are two things in particular that boil down as my favorite things. Uh, it's important for everybody involved to be able to participate in that uh-huh. music. Yeah. And uh, I think that's one of the beautiful things about this song is it is easy to follow along. You don't have to be a, a music professor to be able to participate in it. And I think that's a very powerful thing. Good point. Uh, the other thing that I, I think is so powerful about this song uh, is the fact that it's in this arrangement written a cappella, uh, so without instrumentation and, and other instruments and things like that. And 
uh, acapella music, I think, is always something that's that's really resonated with me. And and when you look at who we are as people, you know, you can change your hair, you can change your clothes, you can change your eye color with contacts. And I mean, if you've got enough money, you could change your nose if you want to. Uh, it would have saved me a lot of grief in high school if I'd been able to trim it down a little bit. But uh, you can't actually change your voice without altering your chemical composition of what makes you, you. Uh-huh. And I think it's so powerful that God prescribed for us to worship him in that manner because I think it makes it that much more personal and powerful. That's really interesting. It's almost like our voice is kind of like a thumbprint. It's one of a kind. It's a really, really good way to put it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, you know, I love that song. Uh, it's a great way to introduce our mini series on giving thanks. So Ryan, will you read the reflection verse one more time to help me jog my memory about it? I'd be happy to jog your memory, John. Uh, that reflection verse is found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18. And there the Bible says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Thanks, Ryan. Let's take a moment to consider the background of that verse. In the passage and a couple verses previous, Paul is giving some standing orders to the Thessalonians and to us. Ryan, what exactly are those standing orders? I, I like that term, standing orders. That sounds good. Let's see. So if we go back to verse 16, uh, we see that it says, always rejoice. Uh-huh. Uh, verse 17 says, never stop praying. Right. And then in verse 18, we see, in all things, give thanks. Okay. And we call them standing orders because they're not Bible verses for just one-time obedience, right. but for daily obedience. So I like that. Every day is a day to rejoice, to pray, and be thankful. How's that something we can do, John? Well, that's a good question. And I, I think we all know that many times thanks comes naturally. Whenever it doesn't come naturally, it's the challenge. But starting with the easy stuff, you know, I, I'm thankful that when life goes planned or that when I'm happier than I'm prosperous, that it's, it's typically quite easy to thank God for those good things. Sure. Or, or, uh, maybe when, so you think something bad's going to happen and something good happens instead, you know, just the other day I was driving down to Houston and, uh, I got sideswiped almost by a car behind me, almost wow. hit my buddy behind me. And it was, I mean, it looked like a nasty situation, but fortunately we were able to get out of the way and everybody ended out. Okay. And I, I was pretty thankful in that moment. That's right. for sure. Right. So there are easy times for thankfulness, whether, uh, you know, life is going well, or we suddenly escape a close call, but there's also hard times. And so when Paul wrote, in everything give thanks, in 1 Thessalonians 5, it wasn't only intended for the happy moments, but also for the hard times. So I think it might be helpful for us if we spend a little time with the history and the context of these standing orders. Uh, if we look at that origin audience, the Thessalonians, I think we can learn to appreciate this verse better and apply it in a very, very healthy way. That's a great idea. So what can you tell us exactly about the Thessalonians during this time? Well, we can probably start by identifying who they were. Um, so the Thessalonians were folks that lived in a city called Thessalonica, uh, right there back in ancient Greece. Okay, so Thessalonians, Thessalonica, I get it. They, they're identified by their city. Exactly. So like whenever I tell people, even though I live in Texas, I'm an Oklahoman. Oh boy. That word means I identify with my home state, the best state, Oklahoma. Oh, you are a long way from home, John. Aren't you still a Texan? <laughs> Only if I have to be. All right, John, you live in the promised land. You're oh, going to be a Texan, okay? Oh <laughs> now, and just be, just like you live in Texas and you are a Texan, these folks lived in Thessalonica, and so these Christians were called Thessalonians. Okay, all right. Well, and so knowing that, it helps me understand that Paul's letter called First Thessalonians mm -hmm. means he's writing a letter to a group of people from Thessalonica? That would be correct. Okay. Yeah, and so when we look at this letter and other scriptures in the Bible, uh, we can see what was going on in their lives when Paul wrote to them, 
and told them to always give thanks. And what can we find when we connect these scriptures together? Well, John, when we connect these scriptures, and then even if you want to go outside of that and just know um, history from that time, well, we can know that as soon as the church was established in Acts 17, it faced immediate, violent, and intense persecution. Oh, my. So then, based on Paul's both of his letters to the Thessalonians, we can know that this persecution didn't stop, but seemed to actually be getting worse. So it must have been a very challenging time. Right. I, I can't imagine my neighbors and fellow citizens wanting to hurt me and right. even try to kill me just because of my faith in Jesus. And yet, this seems to have been the reality for our Thessalonian brethren. Ryan, what can we learn from knowing that they were suffering at the time that Paul wrote this letter? It'd be scary if my uh, nice grandma neighbor next door who always brings me cookies was also trying to <laughs> throw me in prison. But, right. You know, we can see when Paul says, in everything, give thanks, he knew that the Thessalonians were struggling against suffering and death and persecution. So we can definitely learn that giving thanks is not meant to only happen when you're happy or when you get saved from a car accident, but at all times, even when you're suffering. Excellent point. You know, the question seems to be, can you be thankful even when things go bad? And the answer should be yes. Christians do not look at sorrow with the eyes of other men. It's a good way to put it, John. I like that. So when sickness comes, when there's loss or disappointment or bereavement, we're still commanded to give thanks. And such a command to always be thankful, it's not natural or easy to obey at first. No, absolutely. You know, tragedy is difficult for us to understand, and it's really difficult for us to, to try to even begin to comprehend God. And I think it's natural for us to blame a tragedy that we can't understand on a God that we can't comprehend. So absolutely, mm. that's a, a difficult thing. So the natural thing for us to do when we've been hurt or have lost something or someone is to justify why those bad things are happening to us. Right. But if we walk through life with that kind of attitude, there's no way that it'll bring peace to our souls. I agree. You know, God knew that, and that's why He commanded the Thessalonians and us to be thankful in all ways. All problems are just opportunities in disguise. And with a thankful outlook, I think we could overcome the sorrows of life with God's help. You know, there's a great Bible verse that goes along with that point in Philippians 4, Uh, Verses 6 and 7, the Bible says, Don't worry about anything, but pray and ask God for everything you need, always giving thanks for what you have. And because you belong to Christ Jesus, God's peace will stand guard over all your thoughts and feelings. His peace can do this far better than our human minds. You know, I have a special mark in my Bible next to that verse. Mm. By giving thanks to God, even during hard times, His peace will calm the storms in our heart. Ryan, I think we have enough time with that, to consider an example. Oh, good. That's helpful. I I like to know that other people have done things first. Where where are we going to notice this? Okay. I I want us to consider the narrative of the 10 lepers in Luke chapter 17, verse 15 through 18. Okay. Here, we're going to see 10 lepers who are living out a nightmare scenario. Brian, help us understand just how heartbreaking this life was for them. So, John, we know that under Mosaic Law in Leviticus 13, lepers were cast out from the normal community. Uh-huh. Uh, they were isolated from their families and their friends, and it's a painful disease. And they were forced to call out unclean anytime other people came near, mm. and, and slowly their bodies were painfully wasting away from this terrible, terrible disease. That's so sad. Mm. And in verse 15, uh, it says that one day Jesus came by the little village where these 10 lepers lived, And when they saw who it was, it says that they stood a long way off and cried out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Absolutely. No doubt their hearts were racing with a hope that they hadn't felt in a long, long time. I mean, they wake up that morning like any other day in pain, 
without hope for a cure, probably yelling out unclean to somebody who walks by. And yet this day has the potential to turn out unlike any other day. Mm, That's so true. Jesus told them to go to the temple, to show themselves to the high priest, and knowing what the Son of Man was capable of, they take off. And so as they went, hobbling and shuffling from their affliction, suddenly they were invigorated with health. Absolutely. Their leprosy banished their limbs and their strength restored. And overjoyed, they continue onwards to show themselves to the priest. But while nine continued to the temple, there was one who reflected on who had healed them. And so he turns around and runs back to Jesus. The Bible there says that he shouted with a loud voice and glorified God and fell down on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. You know, I love that, John, because he knew what Jesus had done, and it wasn't enough for him to simply be thankful, but he desired to express that gratitude. Mm, Excellent point. What a valuable lesson we could learn from this former leper. Giving thanks is something we can do no matter what the circumstances, whether we're happy or sad, whether it's convenient or not. Thankfulness is a privilege and a responsibility for every Christian. Absolutely. You know, expressing that gratitude and that thankfulness and just having that joyous heart is essential uh, for, for our lives as Christians. Well, everyone, that's it for today's discussion. Across the next few weeks, we're going to consider a few basic ideas of thankfulness and how we can give thanks to God for what we have, for who we are, and for what God's done for us. Ryan, thanks for stopping by. Lord willing, I'll see you next week, right? Absolutely, John. Bye, Mom. I'll uh, listen to or You'll hear me <laughs> later, I guess, right? <laughs> all right, see ya. Before you all go, let's think about the song of the week one more time. It's called Thank You, Lord, and it was written by Dennis Jinnergan. Let's listen one more time together, and hopefully we will appreciate even more the value of giving thanks to God in all situations. For all that you've done, I will thank you. For all that you're going to do, for all that you promised and all that you are is all that has carried me through. Jesus, I thank you, and I thank you, thank you, Lord, and I thank you, thank you, Lord, thank you for loving and setting me free. What a great song. You can find the whole song along with all the songs of the week on the podcast page at pureandsimplebible.com. And while you're there, check out the other podcasts, videos, and study resources that are yours to use absolutely free. Do you remember the reflection verse? It was 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 8. Let's hear it one more time together. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I'm already thinking about ways that I can give thanks this week. How about you? What are some ways that you can internalize this concept 
and express your thanks for others and for God. There are endless possibilities to be thankful. I'd love to hear about some of the things that you're thinking about improving this week, and I'd like to share one with you as well. One of the things I love to do is the first thing I do when I get up in the morning, as my feet touch the ground, I say, thank you, God. I'm saying thank you because I get to feel the ground. I get to walk. I get to stand up. I've had a good night's sleep, and I've got a great day ahead of me. So I want to challenge you to do that too. When you put your feet to the ground in the morning, just say, thank you, God. Until next time, this is Jonathan Edwards. Always remember, God loves you very much, and I do too. Lord willing, see you next week. Well, I'm here to tell you a story, a story that is true, about a judge by the name of Gideon. He was a man like me. And-